Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. Which, if we're being honest, from like a moral perspective, I would never charge those extra hours. If I knew in my heart that it took me twice as long as that I thought it would, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge it. I just wouldn't. And so you're getting to the state, like, I've already hedged their risk for them. They don't even know it. Hello and welcome to Smart Strategy for CPAs, where I help you work less and earn more. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today on the show, I have Erica Goody, CPA. You might remember Erica from episode 82. Erica is on her own working with a small handful of clients, focusing on financial forecasts while staying out of tax as much as possible. But CARES Act, PPP, loans, forgiveness stuff, sometimes you just can't stay out of tax, even if you really want to. Erica and I do single coaching meetings as needed. And last Friday, she sent me a great email about the work she was doing for her client and how she had identified a need and stepped up to serve that client. But what really caught my eye in her email was that she was going to bill hourly for the work. This email landed in my inbox late on a Friday afternoon, but it was highly topical. So I texted her to see if she was up for a quick conversation before the weekend started. She was available, so we jumped on a call. It's impromptu, and you will hear that it's informal. More importantly, I think you'll be able to relate to how Erica thinks about pricing CARES Act-related work, and I hope that this episode gives you some new angles and perspectives, as well as some other pricing options that you can put into use in these kinds of situations. Here's Erica Goody. Okay, so I'm here with Erica Goody, who just sent me an email that I think is really worth addressing because the way of thinking is really common. So Erica, I'm going to read your email. Oh, shoot. Listen to your podcast. I'm selling outcomes instead of deliverables. Hooray. Nice work. But this, and here's the, here's the good part. Don't hate me for charging hourly, but right now CARES is such a moving target. There's no way to know what's needed as things are constantly changing. Erica goes on to email a client, it's a client you already work with, right? Yep. And you basically say to the client, do you want me to do documentation for CARES Act stuff? I'm charging $125 an hour for peace of mind. And this is where you get the deliverable part and the outcomes um, that you have your CARES Act funding documented appropriately. Mm -hmm. 
but basically you say it's about two to four, you've done it with some other clients, it's about two to four hours of chargeable hours, not counting PPP forgiveness application that might be coming up, right? Right. So that's the situation, right? You're basically saying to this client, hey, do you want documentation just in case you get audited or whatever? I don't know how long it's going to take me, probably two to four hours given what I've done with my other clients. Um, and I'm charging 125 bucks an hour because I don't know how long it's going to take, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I love that you went for the peace of mind that this will give you because that's the value. The deliverable is the documentation. The outcome is knowing that you're all set, that you're like, we've got this through, we've thought, we've, we've got you covered. Know it, not knowing how long something is going to take is the exact reason, is the best possible reason to not charge hourly for something. Yeah. Because I get that you don't know how long it's going to take. You don't want to charge more than it takes you to do it. But the client, the buyer doesn't have a price. So they're buying this thing, not knowing how much it's going to cost. They take on all the risk. You don't have any skin in the game, right? There's no risk for you. Like you get paid whether or not, but they take on the risk of like, well, if it's 250, I want to do it. But if it's 350, I might do it. And if it's 450, I don't think I want to do it, but they have no way of knowing. And you, you don't share anywhere in the risk in that decision. You just do the work. And you send them the bill and you hope they're not pissed. Right. Well, so here's where my risk comes in. Where's your risk come in? Is if I charged a fixed rate and I said, I'm going to document something right now based on what we know. And I say, I'm going to cover all your documentation. And then come December 27th, which is when Congress likes to pass bills, um, everything changes or something changes. And now I have to redo my work or something. Then that's my risk is that. It wasn't actually a two-hour job. It was a six-hour job. And I priced it like a four-hour job. So then can you price it potentially at a six-hour job? But maybe it's an eight-hour. Like, that's my risk. Maybe it's an eight-hour job. Maybe something comes out at the end of December. Given this unique circumstance that I can't predict, Mm -hmm. then I'm holding the bag at the end, right? Yeah. So better to stick your client with the risk than for you to have the risk. Right. And I guess hourly seems mutually risky at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if nothing changes, then you're okay. We're both okay. If something changes, I personally don't think the value would be there if I priced it like an eight hour job. I don't think the value would be there for the client. And I don't think they would say yes. And if I'm going back to like, if you're overvaluing it, they're going to like, that is not worthy of that. Not overvaluing over pricing. Right. The value is not there for them as an eight hour job. Right. Right. So... Here's the problem is that if you don't, if you just go hourly and they buy it now and it ends up being eight hours, then they have to pay it. And they wouldn't have known at the time they make the decision that that's how much it's going to cost. And it won't have been worth it to them. So if it ends up being eight hours and then you send them the bill for eight hours because it was eight hours, they're not going to be happy with it then. But what hourly billing does is justifies in your mind, I'll just hourly bill it and hope it doesn't take that long. But in the end, eventually, if it does act, if in fact it does take that long, that's the price for them. And they end up holding the bag. Yeah, it's just this this is such a unique situation where like I'm all for value-based billing and I just like you can't predict the future in this Mm -hmm. in this situation. You know, I like to predict the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just like, this is a situation where I'm like, like, oh, maybe this is what it is. Where does my scope end? 
Exactly. Because in March, something changes. Maybe more grants come out. Maybe more CARES Act. Maybe more PPP comes out in March. Is that included in my scope? Like if I fix the price? What do you think of this idea? Flat rate for just this documentation for right now and included in the agreement is provided that nothing changes on December 29th. If something changes on December 29th, we're going to have to reevaluate and we'll reestablish a new price at that time for whatever the implications are in the work that needs to be done at that when that comes down the pipeline. What we don't know right now is whether Congress is going to change anything or not. But what we do know right now is that it's probably a good idea to have documentation. Right. Yeah, I guess it's just, it's all so fluid. It's like so fluid and fast moving as accounting goes in December when Congress is looking at stuff and states and grants are looking at things that I'm just like, well, I don't even know if they're going to apply for grants. Like if you apply for grant, like keep me in mind, I'll help you with that. But like, they don't even know what they're going to do. So I don't even know what to offer. Right. Like there's so many unknowns. Sure. So, but we don't have to price around the unknowns right now, do we? No. Can you just price this documentation process as a standalone thing and then reassess when more unknowns become knowns? That feels like the same, uh, like the cousin of hourly billing. Like, I'm going to give you a fixed price for the next 30 days. And then if something changes, I'm going to give you a new fixed price, which just sounds like a new, like I'm logging more hours, right? Um, so it's not a fixed price for the next 30 days because that's not what the the outcome is. It's I'm offering you a fixed price for the documentation until until the next decision comes out of Congress or given what we know on the ground right now. If and when Congress does something to change something, then we'll have to see what the implications are. I feel like I'm getting to the same dollar value at the end of the day. You might be. You might be. I do. I I feel like I'm going to come out with the same number of hours I would price if it was a fixed price. You know, whether it be $125 per hour and it's really going to take me three and a half hours or I do a fixed price of $400. I'm getting to the same result. And then in February, something needs to get redocumented because of Congress, state funding, whatever it may be. Then it's a new flat rate or a new number of hours and I'm still getting to the same amount, Uh, like total dollar revenue for me. Yes, I can see you getting to the same dollar revenue for you. How it helps on the client side is that they're not subject to overruns Mm-hmm. because there was something that you didn't know about or think about. What, you're, what, what it's forcing you to do is to share the risk with your client. And it, and it also forces you to think through, how long is this actually going to take me? Rather than not think it through and be like, oh, that took twice as long as I thought it was. Oops, sorry, here's your bill, which your client hates. Which... Which, if we're being honest, from like a moral perspective, I would never charge those extra hours. If I knew in my heart that it took me twice as long as that I thought it would, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge it. I just wouldn't. Right. And so you're getting to the same, like, I've already hedged their risk for them. They don't even know it. Right. Which gets you into doing work that's not profitable. Which as a business owner, you want to avoid doing risk. You want to avoid eating hours because it's unprofitable work. All of a sudden, your margins get cut in half. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's just bad estimation on my end. Yeah. 
if I would have said it's a fixed price of 400 for the current documentation that we know is required Mm -hmm. and then something came up or I needed to learn something that I didn't think I needed to learn. The hourly billing is not what's making it unprofitable. It was my bad estimation, right? Yeah. And I mean, we, we get a little bit into gray territory here because when it's something new and it's hard to know how long it's going to take, it, like you say, it can be hard to estimate, right? And you end up, you have to go down this rabbit hole to learn this thing that you didn't foresee. The trap that I see accountants and CPAs getting into, and one of the reasons that they can be sort of stuck on the hamster wheel running mad, like mad working like dogs, is from a business standpoint, they take on work that they don't know how long it's going to take. And then, of course, it's like four times bigger than they thought it was going to be. They, and as a consequence, they just end up operating unprofitably. And I think from your standpoint, given where you are and that you have some discretionary time and that, you know, you're not operating a business that's at capacity, I think it's okay, right? Like this isn't a tragic problem. But when a CPA runs their business like this all the time, then the nature of this trying to estimate and not knowing how long things are going to take and continually sort of misunderestimating, to use a George Bushism, compound and result in working, you know, 80 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week for the same dollars. So that's that's fair. And anybody who doesn't, like, you know that, like, I haven't charged hourly billing in uh, over a year. Like, I don't remember the last time I charged somebody hourly. And so, like, no, I don't operate that way. This is like a really unique circumstance, but you're right. Like that would be the wrong move if that was a hundred percent of what I did. Yeah. That would not be good. I think that's why it was just such a unique circumstance where I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like <laughs> this is messy. 2020, this is 2020. I'm going to charge this hourly because nobody knows, but no, I see your point. But it's still the same thing that your buyer doesn't have a price. It is. And so as you're talking just now, and this is me word vomiting, but, um, like I think of what I gave my client was it's going to be 125 an hour, two to four hours is my guess. And I know personally, I'm not going to charge them more than four hours out of like moral ethics. So if I'm the client, then I think, well, what's four times 125? Mm-hmm. Am I okay with that dollar amount? If they say yes, then that should be my fixed price. John Stark would say that that's what they're that's what they're okay with paying. paying. And if that's what they're okay with paying, then that's what I should be charging because that's they, they see value in that dollar amount. Exactly. Yes. Or worst case, even a scenario that's worse than that, since you like scenario planning, is they are optimistic, rosy thinkers who, long story short, will look at the two to four and go be like, oh, and they'll be optimistic and they'll just be like, oh, well, it'll probably just be 250. Right. And then it'll come in at 600 and they'll be like, oh, shit. Because they didn't think it through or they didn't see it quickly. Like they didn't think about it. They didn't think it all the way through. Oh, you're right. I mean, in this case, the numbers are easy. So, you know, two times 125, four times one, the numbers are easy. But when the numbers get a little murky, theoretically, actually not theoretically, this has happened to me, that the numbers were like seven times 135 and nine times 135. And I did not do the math correctly in my head. I was in a hurry. I just wanted it done. I said yes. And the bill ended up being far more than I thought it was going to be. And I would not have said yes to it Mm. had I seen an actual dollar price on it in the whatever agreement at the outset. Yeah. It's almost like if you went to go buy a car and somebody's like, well, it's going to be between 20 and $25,000. Like, n- no, tell me the, tell me the price of the bank car. How much is it? Exactly. <laughs> Just name a right. price. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, I can't wait to find out how much this car costs. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll drive it off the lot and wait until I get the invoice. Yeah. From... And wait till I get the bill and I'll know if I saved 5,000 or spent 5,000. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great way. Of, it's more about the client than it is about me pricing it. It's, it's all about the client. It's what's in the best interest of the client. And the best interest of the client is for them to have a clear price on which they can make a buying decision. Yes. And then if it only takes you two hours, hooray. Which is funny because I, like, I gave it to the client with the client in mind, but I actually, like, when you talk through it like that, I actually gave them more unknowns than I could have. Like, I was trying to do, I don't know, like, it could be less, it could be more. I, I don't know. I'm trying to help you out here. When really they were just like, can you just tell me a price? Just give me a price. Yeah. And you can hedge your bet, like, it, you know, four times 125, 600. If you do this a bunch of times like average it out, give yourself a little bump, 500. But then it also incorporates, like they're going to have follow-up calls and follow-up emails randomly, probably. And there's a decent chance, mm-hmm. right? So then you don't have to worry about that stuff, right? You don't have to eat it either. Yeah. You don't have to track it, invoice it, or eat it. Yeah. That's what I think. What do you think? Wish we would have talked before I sent that email. <laughs> I mean, does it, but that's okay. does it, does it seem, con- it's not the end of the world. No, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you learn and then you do the next one differently. Totally fine. Yes. It's not, I don't think this is going to be a problem, but I think it's a perfect case for how to learn and how to think about it differently. And it's a really good lesson in we're as accountants, we're in a space that is really wonky right now. Like I think the last wonky time was when was uh, the new tax? Was it 2018? And it was passed on December 27th. And like, but that was like a certain thing. Like, yes, it changed, but it was also like set in stone at that point. And this is all so fluid every day. It's all so fluid. And so we're like in this space where it's everybody's heads are spinning, accountants, the business owners, everybody constantly. And so it's a good lesson of like, how do you handle it when nobody knows anything? Yeah. You take it piecemeal, like one chunk at a time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you think to go back to the car analogy, like if you were to buy a used car and it was priced, I mean, a new car, you have a sense of how much it's probably not going to cost in repairs in the next whatever, because it's going to be fine. But if you were to buy a used car, the used car dealer, provided he's not a total chump, also doesn't know how much it's going to cost in repairs six months or a year from now. He can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like it might blow a fan belt, but it might not. Yeah. Maybe he provides like a 60-day guarantee if anything goes wrong within the 60 days of driving this off the lot. That would be totally reasonable. Yeah. So you can think about it that way. Like you know, the other way to price it with this one is, and well, you don't also know how long it's going to take for the next one, but like you could package it and say, we'll do 600 or 500, let's say, for, look at me talking down your prices. <laughs> we'll do 600 for the documentation alone. Or if you want documentation plus adjustments for whatever comes down the pipeline, we could do that for 900 and then we'll just have both together and you'll have the insurance of I'll just take care of it if anything changes. Given the level of uncertainty as I hear you talking about it, I'm like, I don't know if I love that, but it's kind of a way to incorporate the uncertainty of the future Mm -hmm. and give your client the buying choice. No, it's true. And personally, I just haven't even thought of it as a, like as a service I was selling until my, like I honestly, two days ago, lobbed it up to one of my like best clients. And I was like, Hey, if you, and it was, you know, like, Hey, if you want me to do this, this might make you feel good. And like, she emailed back immediately. It was like, yes, absolutely. Please do it for us. Like name your price type thing. But like, it it was one of those instances where you're like, yeah, 
what you know and what's easy doesn't feel valuable at that time. And so you're like, oh, I guess if you want somebody to do this, I mean, you could do this yourself because it's really easy, but, mm. but I think that she doesn't think that. And it's this constant reminder of like what, what you know and what's easy is not known and easy for everybody. And what helps you helps other people sleep at night is valuable to them. And even it might also be easy for her, but she may just not have the time, the bandwidth or the desire to do it. And her time is better spent elsewhere. Like I could probably do my own taxes, but I have zero desire. Thank you very much. I could probably cut my own hair, but that wouldn't turn out well. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No exactly. good. For those of us who gave ourselves COVID haircuts, we know how that turned out. I haven't had a haircut since <laughs> February, Geraldine. Oh my God. Okay, so um, where does this where does this leave you? Like, what does this leave you thinking? Like in my current situation, I think like what I've said, I've said to my clients um, and I will stand by that. And then I think at the first of the year, as things develop and as I'm now comfortable with offering a service related around CARES Act documentation, that now I can come at it with like more thoughtfulness as opposed to just like off the cuff, which I felt like this week was off the cuff about that. And now I can like wrap my brain around it and kind of get an understanding of what I think my clients feel they need and what helps them sleep well at night. And knowing that they have proper documentation helps them helps me then offer services that will aid them in that. And then I can price those at a fixed rate or a value. <laughs> no, flat rate. Yeah. Fixed rate, flat rate. It's based on value, but you're not having a value-based conversation, right? You're not, it's like, it's not a giant 10, 20, $50,000 product, right? Like it's a simple, you're flat rating it, but it's really simple. You're like, look, you're, I mean, you're basically flat rating it kind of cost plus based on your hours mm -hmm. and making sure for them, the value is there. Yeah. But you're not, just to be clear, you're not value pricing it in like, in terms of like, you know, what would this be worth to you if we did it this way? Like you're not having a value conversation. No, and this is like, this is, this is compliance. This is brand new compliance where like, and some, and sometimes compliance doesn't have value other than the government tells me I have to do it. Well, I mean, staying out of hot water with the IRS is really valuable. Super good. Yeah, I would recommend that to all clients. <laughs> Keeping your business afloat rather than having it getting taken down by the IRS is really valuable. <laughs> yeah. And then it's hard to price the value of emotions where like I have clients who are just like, I just want to know somebody with three letters after their name has done this and that it's right. Mm -hmm. That's valuable, but you can't put a price on that. That's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. That's why we flat rate stuff like this. It's easier. Are you good? I'm good. You were already good. <laughs> I was already good, but it was really good to talk about it because now going forward, I'll do something different. I might get to the same result, but I'll have a different mindset and that mindset will take me further than if I didn't have it. Yeah. And your clients will like it better. Right. And I want happy clients. Thank you, Erica, for coming on the podcast on such short notice. It's not always easy to know that other people are going to hear what goes on inside your head. But I always hear from listeners that these kinds of conversations are really useful to listen in on. Remember that not knowing how long it will take is the exact reason you don't want to bill by the hour. So if you are billing by the hour anywhere in your practice, please stop what you are doing and head over to my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com to sign up for my free five-day email course, Better Pricing Strategies for CPAs. Billing by the hour is a killer in your business. It is tragic for you and it's even worse for your clients. My five-day email course gives you what you need to start making the transition from billing to pricing. 
It's free, it's easy, and fixing how you price is the single fastest change you can make in your business with the largest impact to your profitability. Seriously, don't wait until you resurface from tax season in May of 2021 to fix your pricing. Take my free pricing course right now at shethinksbigcoaching.com. All right, that's it for me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.